Welcome back to the Rectify Set and Record Straight. I am your host, Kiana Sanchez, aka Keo, and I'm back with you with episode 40. The title of this episode is called Where Are You Now? I want to talk about this because, like, we have to truly ask ourselves, where are we when it comes to our our relationship with Christ? Many times we just kind of get into a place where we're just reading scripture here and there, listening to praise and worship music here and there, and then we just feel as though we're in a good space with God. But, like, are we just doing things from a surface level, or are we truly digging and earnestly pursuing that deeper connection with Christ? So I want to talk about this in today's episode and truly just really give us something to think about. So let's get into today's episode. Okay, jumping right into this episode, I want to talk about, you know, where we are in Christ, because as I've been self-reflecting on myself, and it's not just about examining those around me, it's about examining myself. Because like the word of God tells us, he tells us to examine ourselves, to examine our hearts and make sure that they're in right standing with Christ. And as I've been studying in the word of God, I was like, you know, Lord, there's really some things in me that needs to be, you know, removed and things that needs to be renewed and restored and just really made in the likeness of who Christ is and the nature of who, you know, you are. Because many times as believers, we get comfortable with the idea of knowing the truth, like knowing of the truth, but not having a deeper understanding or having the wisdom to execute that truth in order to, you know, help others. We get into this place where we know scripture and we use it against other people. And we use it to correct other people, but we don't use it to correct ourselves. And sadly, that has become a big issue in the body of Christ today. We're so used to pointing fingers and people are using the excuse of, oh, well, you know, the word of God tells us to righteously judge. But we tend to forget uh, the teaching where Jesus was talking about the plank in the eye. And how he tells us literally, he was like, before you can help anyone else, you got to get the splinter or the log that is in your eye out. Because many times we have hidden things within ourselves that is hindering us from getting into a deeper relationship with Christ and having the nature of God, you know, shine through us. And we we tend to just want to have knowledge of the truth, but we don't have understanding and wisdom and and the crazy thing is like I've heard this saying before I've heard it from Dr. Miles Monroe I've heard it from Neville Johnson I've heard it from you know many other men and women of God who honestly spoke the truth and many people know scripture but they don't know scripture and what that means is we can quote scripture till we're blue in the face but then we don't understand the multifacetedness behind it or we don't understand all that there is to that scripture. So like I mentioned before about getting the plank out of our eye, I want to talk about that real quick because that's something where the Lord has been dealing with me personally, where I'm trying to not only encourage myself in the Lord, but encourage others. And I don't want to you know, put anything out there to condemn anyone because listen, it's not our job to condemn. It's not our job to convince. It's not our job to try and make the gospel sound so good and interesting to people for them to follow. It's our job simply to do 
what we're led by the Spirit of God to do. And many times we can get carried away and add to that or take away from it, but that's not our job. Because, see, the Word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit, He will make things plain to us. He will make the truth plain, and He will give people understanding, and He will give them wisdom. So, it's never our job to try and, you know, manipulate the truth to sound good or convincing to people. It'll be foolishness to those who don't desire to know it. And it'll be truth and goodness to those who truly desire to know the truth. He will make it plain to us because God, yes, like the word of God says, he knows our hearts and he knows what's in us. And even though there's no good thing in our flesh, we're no longer supposed to be living from the the will of our flesh we're supposed to be living from the will of the spirit if we be born again believers and many times when we become believers we settle with just merely being someone who's born again in other words we have a new spirit we have a renewed spirit we've been baptized in the power of the spirit and we confessed our sins But we continue living in that old nature, like how I mentioned in my last um, podcast. We have to come out of that place where we're living in that old nature consistently. But we have to live from the place of the spirit. We have to draw from the deep, the deepness of what's in us in the spirit of God and allow that to flow into, you know, the essence of our being. So that is definitely, you know, something we have to work on individually it's not something that comes about merely by just simply reading the scripture we have to truly believe what we read and we have to apply it and that's something that we have to get into the habit of doing because we we love getting a revelatory word and then we take it and run with it and we don't necessarily digest what we're getting Or allow that to marinate within us and resonate within us so that we can apply it to ourselves and grow into that place that God needs us to be. But I'm still pretty much flipping through my scriptures to find where it talks about the the plank in one's eye. And um, before I kind of get into talking about that. We have to understand that we ourselves, we can't change ourselves. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need Christ in us to make us the new creation. And not just make us the new creation, but help us to live from out of, you know, the new creation that we have become in him. Because like it says in Romans 8, now there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but, you know, Now we who are in him are now a new creation. We have to live from that place and not the place of our flesh. Because I know many times we all try to revert back to what Paul says when he was saying in, um, I believe it's Romans chapter 7, where he was like, you know, I, you know, I desire to do good, but there's another um, law in me that's working against that desire to do good. And I do these things that I don't want to do, even though I desire to do good. And he's like, you know, oh, wretched man, I am who will save me from these things. He said, thank you to our Lord Jesus Christ, who have delivered me from this. So we have to understand and believe and know that we're delivered from 
our carnal nature and we don't have to live according to that carnal nature. We can live out of the spirit of God within us, the spirit of Christ within us. That's why he tells us not to make provision for the flesh, but to put on Christ so that we won't fulfill the lust of our flesh. So we have to truly get into that place where we're no longer saying, oh, you know, I can't help that I do this. I help. I can't help that I do that. We can help it. We just have to choose what we, you know, what we allow ourselves to be obedient to. Because like the word of God tells us, whatever you obey, that is your master. So if you obey the lust of your flesh, your flesh becomes your master or sin becomes your master. But if you obey what the spirit of God is placing in you, the spirit of God is the one who is, you know, leading you and guiding you. So that's what we have to be very mindful of. But um, I'm still, <laughs> however, looking for the scriptures to talk about. And um, as I'm talking about this with you guys, I want you all to understand this, that when the Bible says, that the heart is desperately wicked above all things who can know it. And then it tells us that, you know, God knows what is in man. He searches even the deep and hidden things in us. Yes, he knows what's in us. And if we take the time out to truly understand, well, why am I doing this? Why do I feel the, the desire to do these things? The Holy Spirit will re- reveal these things to you and he'll expose the deep and hidden things. And once he exposes it, you'll know how, or know what you're dealing with. And then he'll give you the wisdom on how to deal with these things. And there, there, there's something we have to also understand. Wisdom isn't just merely being. Because like we have to understand the wisdom of this world. And the wisdom of God are two different things. It talks about this in James chapter 3. And it talks about godly wisdom. And it talks about demonic wisdom. The wisdom that comes from this world it says it's sensual, it's earthly, and it's demonic. And the thing about that is earthly wisdom only applies to self. It doesn't have any benefits whatsoever to it. It makes a person prideful in themselves and impose, you know, to impose their own ideas and understanding. And whether it be true or not, that doesn't necessarily make it a good thing. So that's why we shouldn't just be like, oh, you know, if a person says something that sounds wise, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's from God. Because before I talk about the other scripture that I was originally supposed to talk about, it says here in the book of James, I'm currently flipping back to it. But in James, it says, but if you have bitter, it says, But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, exist, there will be disorder in every vow practice. So, just like it says right there, when you find yourself doing things out of selfish ambition out of jealousy and you're doing vow practices and things out of order 
then you know there's at hand an understanding or wisdom that doesn't come from God. But it says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. The wisdom of God brings not only purity, but it gives peace. It makes one gentle. It gives one, it makes one open to reason. It makes one full of mercy, or in other words, merciful and of good fruit. We become impartial and we become sincere. And that's how you know that the wisdom of God is in effect in your life or it's effective in your life and it's helping you to become someone who is, you know, pleasing to the Lord. And that's where we should get. That is the desire we should have in and of ourselves to have the wisdom of God within us. Because like it says in um, Proverbs, with all you're getting, get wisdom and understanding. And then it says wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is indeed the principal thing because... Is what's going to help you to get into that place that God desires for you to be. It's going to help you to overcome your own understanding. And it's going to help you to overcome your own way of thinking because it's not you, but it's Christ. We have to understand that wisdom is of God. And when we have true wisdom, true wisdom from God... It helps us to be transformed in the renewing of our mind so that we'll do that what is, you know, pleasing and that what is righteous and what God desires of us. Just like it says in Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 1 and 2. So we have to definitely get into that place where we no longer are thinking from our own understanding, but we're living out of the spirit of God in us. But as mentioned before about the the scripture I was supposed to read in terms of um, taking the plank out of one's eye before helping the other. I'm having such a hard time finding that right now. I don't know why, but I'm having such a hard time finding it. But I know we're all very much familiar with that scripture and we all know it because, yeah, we... Like I said, we can quote many things from the scripture and we can point out a lot of things in scripture that we are very familiar with, but we have to get an understanding for ourselves about it. But whenever you have the chance, I just recommend that you just go back and read that and just really reflect on it. Also, where it talks about, you know, the light of the eye and how... When Jesus was explaining his parable, he's like, make sure that the light that is in you isn't darkness, but rather that is the light of Christ or the light of the Father. We have to make sure that this understanding in us comes from God and that it's not merely just some understanding that we picked up from just anybody. It has to be in agreement with the word and it has to be in agreement with the spirit of God because we know that the spirit of God is spirit and truth. And that everything that comes through the spirit of God, it will never steer us wrong. And it, it, like he said, in him, there is no shadow or turning. So we have to really, truly depend on the wisdom of God and 
we have to truly depend on the spirit of God to get us into a place where we're no longer living out of the idleness of our own minds or out of the wisdom that we have or had before receiving the wisdom of God. That's just something to think about. And where we end up or where we go is all based off of our, you know, our our true desire to follow Christ. Are we simply just following Christ to to get out of hell or are we following Christ because we truly want to be all that he desires us to be because see God is seeking for a people who will extend his kingdom in the earth he's searching for a people who will allow the embodiment of Christ to be made manifest in them he's searching for a people who are willing to lay down their will their emotion and their you know ideas and allow his ideas to flourish in us because we have to understand with this is why we have to do away with our own understanding because I know when people hear stuff like that they immediately get defensive because they're like why I got to change my way of thinking and this and that and allow God to dictate everything that I do and why can't I just do this and do that because you know it's not bad what we have to understand is God is all good he's all-knowing And he has a purpose and plan for each and every one of us. And there's things that he can do through, you know, specific individuals that he intends to do and wants to do. But he's not going to force or impose that will on you. You have to have a desire for it. You have to earnestly and diligently seek after him and his kingdom and his righteousness in order for that that will to be made manifest through you. We have to understand that everything that God does is for good and that there's nothing in him that will ever lead us or stare us wrong. So we shouldn't fear when God is leading us to do something or when he places a desire in our heart that isn't our own. And that's what a lot of people fail to realize. Like I I say this a a thousand times over the scripture and Psalms where it talks about you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you your heart's desire. You have to understand he's not talking about giving you the things that you want or merely want out of your own selfish conscience. He's talking about a person who has come to a place where their conscience is clear and their their conscience is no longer set on the things and desires of self or flesh, but it's set on the desires and things of God. And it's, yes, Lord, whatever you will. That's what he means. When you've delighted yourself in God, you no longer find anything else to be something to to yield to. You only have a desire to yield to God. And that's where he wants us to be. So we as individuals have to come to a place in our hearts and in our minds where we say, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. And we have to understand that Everything that God does, like he says, all things work together for good, not for our good individually, but it says for good. We have to um, stop looking at scripture as merely something to benefit us selfishly, but we have to look at it as a means of glorifying God, not only in ourselves, 
but also in all that we do. Like he says, in everything you do, do it unto God. So let's make sure that everything in us is not merely for selfish gain or because we want to impose our own ideas and things like that on people. Because listen, we can do it sometimes knowingly and unknowingly. We can have scripture and then throw our own things into it. And that's not what God wants. The truth is meant to set us free from ourself, our own understanding. Like he says, the truth will make you free. And if we have the spirit of God, there's liberty in us. It's not a liberty to do whatever we please, but it's the freedom to live apart from our sinful nature and our own understanding and to live in the freedom of the spirit of God and the nature of Christ. So that's where he wants us to be. He wants us to be in a place where we are reaching for that high calling. And that high calling isn't just getting to heaven. It's not dying and going to heaven. That high calling is entering into the rest of God and allowing Christ to live in us, to move and have his being in us so that we can fulfill the will of God in the earth. So that's where we have to be. And that's why we have to ask ourselves constantly, where where am I? We have to examine ourselves daily to make sure that we're still on track, to make sure that we're still getting to that place that God desires for us to be. Because sometimes we can easily get distracted by the issues of life. But like he says, guard your heart. And the only way you can guard your heart is through the pre- the peace of Christ. And the only way you can have your peace in Christ is by truly believing him at his word and applying his word to your life. So we have to come out of this place or out of this way of thinking that, you know, God is just merely giving us the things we want or we're just doing this so that we won't bear the punishment of hell. It's not about merely doing these things. So many people are settling we're just getting into paradise, but God wants us to be in the holiest of holies. He wants us to be at his throne with him to see his face. Let's not just settle. Like I've mentioned before, there, there are three realms. I mean, there's three levels to heaven. And we are just merely or barely making it in. And that's not what God wants. He wants us to to scribe, to get to a deeper place with him. We truly have to desire that. And if we make it our business to set aside all selfish ambitions and selfish desires in our hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to cultivate this garden in our in our soul that leads us to a, a place of stillness in God that where God can develop us to all that we need to be. I, I truly believe that things will begin to look so much different because the more that you get closer to God, things will start to look different and things will feel different. And it's in a good, it's in a good way. It shouldn't feel like a burden it shouldn't feel like you're missing out. It shouldn't feel like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this or 
you know, if I'm going to, it should be a good feeling and it should make you desire to be even more closer to God. And that's how you know that God is working in you because it won't be a desire to hold back. It'd be a desire to keep pulling in closer because like he said, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. So if you're truly drawing near to God, it'll be a pull that comes with it from him. And it's not, it may not happen overnight, but it will definitely be a pull to where he's drawing you in more and he's pulling you in closer to himself. That's why we got to get our hearts and our minds ready. It's not about merely being free from this earth and away from the things that's in it. No, God wants us to take back control. He wants us to take back authority and what is rightfully ours. We have to understand, he said, the meek will inherit the earth. We have to understand this is our inheritance and yet we're, we're running away from it. We're running scared from it and we're intimidated by the effects of you know, the fallen nature and the demonic things that's come upon this earth. But guess what? God is greater than all that is in this earth. He is greater than the things that we are conflicted with and the things that try to come against us. He is greater than that. And he's told us he is our our protection. So why are we being so afraid to stand up in the truth of God, of who God is? He said, the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to him and they are safe. If you truly believe God at his word, you'll know that once he starts to build you up in your most holiest of faith, once he starts to to build you into who you were supposed to be and are meant to be, you won't feel the desire to run away from the earth anymore. You just feel the desire to do God's will. Because it's no longer I who lives, but he who lives in me. We have to stop living out of our flesh and out of our fears and out of our anxieties. Like Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow got itself to worry about and it's thrown in the oven. But if anything, like this word tells us, he tells us, you know, trust God. Because at the end of the day, he's the one who provides everything that you need and more as the days come and as they go. We have no reason to fear. We have no reason to doubt. We have no reason to worry. Because at the end of the day, God is in control. No matter what it looks like, no matter what the enemy may do and who he may do it through. I know that the God I serve is in control. And that his will and his his desire is far greater than anything else in this world. So we have to truly ask ourselves, where are we? Do we truly trust God? Are we in a place where we can receive from God? Are we making it our business to pursue and have relationship with God? Because we should no longer be who we were a year from, you know, a year from now we should be 
someone more developed, more cultivated, more mature in the things of God. Let's not be unskilled workers still simply living off of the milk. But let's be able to be skilled workers who can rightly divide this word, who's capable of chewing and and digesting this meat that he gives us. Let's make it our business to truly and individually grow in God before we try to do anything else. But this is the Rectify Setting the Record Straight. I am your host, Kiana Sanchez, a.k.a. Kio, And I pray that every episode that I produce on this podcast, that it will help encourage and lead people closer to Christ. Because that's all I want with this platform, is to help build people up in their most holiest of faith. To help encourage people to seek after God and to do His will and not their own. Is to speak nothing but the truth and only the truth. Y'all be blessed.